<laughs> Make sure I'm in the picture. Yeah. All right, that's Sounds good. Great. All right, cool. <laughs> well, I don't really have much to say to you tonight, no. no. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of, you can go to a lot of places to hear messages. But after hearing a lot of different messages and stuff, what dawned on me when I first started to do this, and it was our first video, The Sheep and the Lion, was the important thing was to question or to put into suspicion that which was going to the meetings, that which was hearing the message. Because... The message will always get overridden by who hears it. Yeah. And I, I thought, after going to certain things, I thought it was very underemphasized. And then it so happened I ran into passages in Zen, old Zen, and Ramana and Nisargadatta Maharaj that spoke about it a lot. And actually, and some of the people who wrote about Ramana and some of Ramana's own stuff it would say this is the problem, that that sense of, that presupposing a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get whatever you want to say after it, salvation for that thing in this type of arena, you know, spiritual stuff, or, you know, a sandwich, or whatever, a date for that thing. But basically, suddenly everything, when the non-existent thing is taken to be existent, then everything is really for that, through that, by that, as that, Yes? It becomes like the, the, the uh, where everything goes through. Everything goes, ends here and begins here. Yeah? So it's really important in a sense because for years I had no idea that was happening. Yeah, none. And then when it, was, when it was revealed to me and then I read stuff in people that maybe I'd read before and I never really emphasized, but now because something had occurred, or was whatever, something had occurred that's always occurring, but it dawned on this little action figure, I could see this in certain writings that maybe I did read it before, but I never, it wasn't emphasized like it was, you know, this hit. And then it became, after doing this all these years seemingly, it's really got me down to this one little point, which I haven't left now, maybe in two years, in talking, which is amazing. It's incredible that we only have an introductory message. You know, it never changes, because you're the product, really. And the whole thing is, is we're just attempting to point out something that we've uh, seen, and has been seen in a... In, in a lot of us by others, you know, and in some of the people who wrote or spoke, they would speak about it. That it's not the message, but it's what here's the message that has the biggest say in it, yeah. And so that presupposing of a non existent thing, it implies, in my feeling, there's nothing beyond before that. It's just what is, you know, it's just mind unadorned. Mind in activity, but not focused activity, whatever you want to call it. And then the mental process arises and, and, and presents this assumption and starts presupposing that you are someone. Yeah? So, an action now, in its logic, immediately implies there's an actor. Yeah? If there's an action that's being noticed, there's got to be an actor. Someone had something to do with it. Yeah. 
And it goes on to each one, each conscious contact point, which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It very, very neatly claims it all and uses the consciousness, which is, which is not pointing that there's someone who's conscious at all. It uses consciousness, this, this event of consciousness, to imply the one who's conscious. It's an amazing heist. Because the most pristine, no thing, no name, no noun event, the consciousness in contact, is being used really to imply the phantom now. Now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's being used to imply the doer. It's where consciousness, which really, if you look at it as, as, and I mean we're conscious, we should see it a little bit, that it doesn't demonstrate any effort of thought. It's not, it's not a someone who's being conscious as if someone is a complete separate thing and then that someone has the ability maybe or can acquire it or work on the ability to be conscious, but it's just consciousness. And consciousness, in being conscious, demonstrates no thought and effort. But we have a feeling we're something else that wants to be conscious, and it seems to make sense that it should take a lot of thought and effort for what I am, which is what I'm not, to become or be conscious. Yet, the whole event of that journey of trying to become conscious, the consciousness itself demonstrating demonstrates no thought or effort at all. It's always available. It precedes every thought and idea and everything that you can come up with. It precedes it all. It's, nothing is ever, nothing is before it, except this mental fucking assumption that we're before it. And then suddenly, now, the idea of being conscious is almost like the antithesis of being consciousness. <laughs> being consciousness is no thought or effort, but being conscious is a lot of freaking work. And most people have passed on it, really. They're sort of okay. And actually, most people here would rather be more unconscious than conscious because they don't want to be conscious of what they're conscious of. You know? Thoughts and and bad behaviors they've done, or things they've lost, or other people got that they wanted. I mean, I'd rather forget all that shit. The one of the last things I wanted to be when I was using was conscious. My whole intent was to become either super conscious, like totally flip out, or just oblivious. I didn't want to be here. There's no way. You know, because... So, this whole thing of consciousness suddenly becoming a strain and a huge effort for someone to be conscious should throw up some red flags, you know, like, hey, wait a minute. The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching has never, it's never sweated. It's never exerted. It never, oh, i got to take a break. I've just been seeing way too much, you know. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't demonstrate any of the effects that we seem to demonstrate to be it, when we try to be conscious with 13 hours of meditation and freaking, you know, starving ourselves, purifying ourselves, getting ourselves like taking tons of different types of baths to get ourselves ready to be conscious. But it doesn't, consciousness doesn't seem to be waiting for us. It already is conscious. And it's demonstrating in what we call our life every second of the day. And I have not seen one drip of sweat be, be produced by it. 
I haven't seen any effort. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, how could that which shows no effort or thought really ever be apprehended by thought or effort? You know? Something's off, totally off. Something that has convinced us that we are something solidly vague that can have consciousness or can be conscious, but is not consciousness. Yeah? Because when I look in a mirror, I don't see myself as consciousness. I see myself as a body. Voila! You don't see yourself as a body. You perceive yourself as a body. That's different. Seeing is not perception. So the perceiving is in cahoots with the mental idea, the selfing, the thought system, and the memories. They're there, and they're constantly reinforcing this assumption or this presupposing. That's what it does. To the point where we've taken so much for granted, and then that point that we've taken for granted is used to explain everything else. Yet it's totally off. So we, we believe we have to do a lot to be what we are. Or we have to stop doing a lot to be what we are. But I would think being could not be approached by doing and having. It's a different type of modality. Yeah? And the fact is, if something is being itself, which is constantly conscious, I don't see how it could do and have itself into that, because it's so far beyond doing and having into a condition only to undo and unhave yourself out of it. It's so unbelievably beyond that, it would, it would look at, why would I, it's just sort of like, why would the Buddha want to seek the Buddha? You know, they could change that, you know. You, you know, the Buddha, you know, the, uh, you'll never, the Buddha can never bother seeking the Buddha. But you have another way you can ask it, why would the Buddha want to seek the Buddha? You know, I mean, shit, he could seek tons of other shit. He is the Buddha. You know what I mean? He could, like, look for some nice, you know, gelato or something. He could sort of, you know, but to seek, to seek the Buddha as the Buddha makes no sense. You know? So, to try to become conscious when consciousness hasn't seemed to have left, doesn't I mean, the worst thing I ever did, I didn't wake up uh, bereft of consciousness, nor, nor the greatest, nor, nor like the fifth week of a tenth retreat, I wasn't more into consciousness. Consciousness is consciousness, yeah? It doesn't seem to be measured by any, like, uh, measuring cup. It's just, it's just a field, so to speak. Yeah? So, for me, after going to some talks, I think, thinking, where there's something off here, because even in a, a non-duality talk, there would be a very subtle asanam uh, to the other people that weren't at non-duality, and then there was one in the meeting, the person who had it, and the other people didn't have it. Yeah? And no matter how much was said, yeah, I'm telling you how I saw it, no matter how much was says, you are that, they were hearing about you are that from what they're not. That's what caught the message. Like I talked to a guy on the phone today, and he says, uh, I said, listen, there's neither self or non-self, but from where you think you are, you can't make that leap to neither yet. You need to have where you are negated from where, from where you think you are negated by where you are. Yeah? You have to see that there is no self. 
And so this no-self and self negates, and then what is is left behind. Or not left behind, it is. Yeah? There isn't a self or a non-self. But you can't, from a self, you're not going to go to the that there's neither. Yeah? Do you know what I mean? It's like self trying to become a non-self. Yeah? But if, you, if, you, if these two, the self-non-self negate, what's left? Voila, find out. What's left is what's always been so. What's left is what has not been interrupted by all the seeming real interruptions you believe you've been engaged in. What is, what so is so. And when it dawns on you, no matter what day or time, it reveals that it's always been that way. So the whole belief in the story or the dreaming gets dismissed, not incrementally, completely, because it goes like this. It goes, hey, boom, Jesus Christ, I'm not that, I've never been that, nor will I ever be that. It just clears, like all the three run-ins, it's like a triple play in baseball. They're all out. (laughs) The inning's over. Yeah. (laughs) And then you're left right where you've always been. And then you see, shit, everything is happening here, but truly nothing has come to pass. Nothing has actually happened. Nothing ever really coagulated enough to be a thing or an event. It's just been like a streaming. And the only way you'll realize the streaming is not by thinking you can remove yourself out of it and then observe it from the bank, but by really realizing the bank is in the river. The, the one who's sitting on the bank is in the river. Everything is rivering. Everything is just happening. Happening, 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 happening. Yeah? Yet nothing happens. Just like they say now, when you remember something, all you remember is a memory of it. <laughs> Basically, you might as well just water the tube like in the Matrix and lay there voluntarily. <laughs> because basically, that's what's happening in a sense. <laughs> and that's part of the dreaming. Because there's no body to lay anywhere. And what happens? It'll allow you as this to travel lighter through the mural of the dreaming. Because it's not over yet until it's over. Yeah? This fact which is in front of the camera is never escaping the film. <laughs> you know? People can say they were totally self-embodied and then they, they died without knowing they were going to die. They have a heart attack. Just drop dead in front of their followers. Now you would think if he was totally the embodiment of everything, he would know when he was going to end it. But no, he got surprised like every couple of else. <laughs> we love as this little figurative noun to think we just we can come out of the fray and observe. But there is no place but here as a fray. There's no getting out of it because you were never truly in it. That which thinks it's in it ain't getting out of it ever until it pops. And when this pops, it was like it never happened. <laughs> I think that's great news. Like we say in recovery, hey, Rule 62, don't take yourself so seriously. What a great way not to take yourself so seriously. Not by thought or effort, just by pure recognition. Yeah? It doesn't demonstrate, oh, I'm going to not take myself so seriously. That would be self not trying to take yourself so seriously. I had this little statement. We're doing a little book on recovery. 
And the statement is in recovery. Uh, it's it's uh, around the main principle of recovery, which is surrender and turning your will and your life over to the care of something greater than yourself. It's like the archway to the... the uh, it's like the cornerstone of the archway to freedom. Yes? It's the main principle. But while they're presenting it in the text of AA, just before they get to this main principle, they go, first, in this game of life, you've got to quit playing God. And then second... And God will be your, you know, you'll be under, you'll surrender that, you're into that care, and that care will lead you in a better direction than what's been leading you since before, which is the mental state. Yes, there's going to be a transfer of one GPS, which you cannot get rid of, but it will be altered and refined, and will pick up another station. Instead of self-centered, it'll be centered, and then you'll you'll have a sense of something that you can't get or have by running around looking for it, but you'll find out by realizing what you're not, what you are. You'll have some sense of it. Yeah? So it says, the quit playing God. Now, if the dilemma is identification as self, yeah, and you hear that, alright, so what's going to quit playing God is self, which is playing God. So if self is what's playing God, and you say quit playing God, and you hear it from self, then self is now going to try to quit playing God, which is playing God, once again. You can't get out of it, can you? See? This is the dilemma of self can't get out of self. If you don't see the root of the real dilemma, which is, how can that which is playing God quit playing God, that would be construed as playing God. Yeah? You can't get out of the thumb puzzle. You can't. See? You do it once, all right? All right. That which is playing God. Hey, quit playing God. All right. So now, all right, if I try to quit playing God, that'd be playing God. Exactly. And it would, it's like a slinky that would never end. Yeah. So how do you diffuse that? Realize you're not that which is playing God. That's the only way. God doesn't play God. God is God, using the word God, right? That which isn't seemingly God has to play God. And what, how does he play God with God juice us through identification? We forget what we are, seemingly, and then we, are, then we remember ourselves as a self, and it can go to, extreme, to such extreme lengths that you will, when you hear the message, hey, your biggest dilemma is you've got to quit playing God, that which is playing God will hear it, and they'll go, okay, I'm going to pursue a path of stop playing God, which would be playing God. <laughs> you could never get out of it, because you're in it, right? As, once, as, soon as, you believe, as soon as you believe you're in it, it unfolds like infinitely. They'll be getting out, and then you'll think you're out of it, only realize you're in it again, and then, but you are never in it. There's no way out from the end. You just see there is no in, and that's out. There's going to be no way out from the in. No way. Because that which is trying to get out is that which believes it's in. <laughs> so all the getting out will reinforce the belief that it was in. Just like it says this so beautifully. The presupposing a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for a non-existent thing. If your, if your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? How can self get out of self? Do you see it? 
It's the it's that initial link that creates the chain. Yeah. And the initial link don't from the first link, which is a phantom link, all the next links will seem as real as real can be. And in the seeing them as real as real real can be, you'll keep the ability to be bound by it because it'll give meaning to the first link. Yeah? So all the reality of the second, fourth, eighth, and they're getting heavier and harder and da 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 all will be used to imply the reality of the first link. The whole lift, the, the release from the chain is at the first link. There is no first link. There is no chain. There's nothing that's connected. There's no necklace, no heavyweight necklace you can wear with the little clasp. There is no clasp. There's just clasping and clinging, implying Implying that there's a hook. Implying there's something that has, that has created the chain. It's not so. And what thinks it's so isn't so. So that's the way. You don't fight that it's not so. You fight the thing that thinks it's so. Yeah? If that which is so keeps hearing about what's not so, it's going to make what's not so part of what's so to it. Yeah? It's just going to... It's just... You can't, you can't get out believing you're in. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It sets off the whole train, just like you're in. You believe something that's real, that's not there, that produces consequences that seem to be as real as real as hell, and that implies that thing that drove me is real. It ain't real. It's like they say in the Course of Miracles. It's producing causeless effects. And by the weight of the effects, you think it has a true power. Just like thoughts. Thoughts are just thoughts. But if a thought compels an action, it extends its life, seemingly. It gets to be a shooting star that lasts longer than two seconds. It can make a big display on your little fucking geographical mental landscape, on your on your living here as an action figure. You can go to jail for 20 years. By one thought, one thought breaking through the surface, right? One thought, and usually the only thing that can propel a thought to produce such an action is the mind that precedes it. It's our oath. We're believing what isn't so. And then we, then we seemingly do something based on that that reinforces, not because... Its soulness doesn't come from its suggestion. It comes from what it produced. It proves itself by, well, look at what fucking happened. I was a real fucking thought. Look at the, you, I, that thought that drove me out to that bar the night there, and then I got run by the cars, has produced seemingly here a lasting effect for 38 years that affects me 24-7, the body. I mean, talk about something that was not so proving itself to be so by its effect here. Fuck. We want to get out of the chain. We want to get out of that bondage, but we don't realize there isn't anything that connected. We're the connecting. Our believing it makes it seem to be so. And if we have that ability, and as Jesus said, as you believe so it is, wouldn't it be incredible if that ability could be turned to what is so? Yeah? I mean, we're making shit out of nothing all day. Could you imagine if you really put it in the direction of something that's true? What could possibly happen? 
That would be real fireworks in a way, not fucking phantom fireworks. We're making stuff out of nothing. You're making shit right now in your head about what's not happening. And you're taking it to be so. And you're taking it so to be so, you don't want to share it with other people. And that's not sharing, it drives you. Drives you. By us trying to make it unreal, it gets as real as real can be. That was my whole dilemma when I came in recovery. After a few years of recovery, I realized, Jesus Christ, my whole life, some things arose when I was young that scared the bejesus out of me. So my whole strategy, my head strategy, as my fucking advocate, as my GPS was, fucking make that shit as unreal as possible. Really make it unreal. Just don't think. And what happened is, my trying to make it unreal made it as real as real could be. <laughs> By my trying to avoid it, it became a looming weather front all fucking <laughs> years of my life. My whole strategy was, don't look up. I know it's there. Just keep getting loaded. Keep running. Yeah? It was all, I made up all the boogeymen that were running after me. <laughs> If I looked in the closet, I'd be in there. That's the boogeyman. I'm the boogeyman. I send my surrogates out so I can blame them, but I'm the one spewing it all out by believing. Weaken the mind that perceives the thought, and you'll weaken the power of thought. Totally. Weaken the mind that perceives an action, and you won't be bound by actions as much. Forgiveness will be much more readily available because everything, as the Course of Miracles says here, everything that happens here can be corrected. The mental state looks at it as a sin and then you get branded with it. It's another way of trying to convince itself how real it is by producing these false effects. So, most important, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. Oop. I can become like a lion. It gets changed. The, radio, the wave, the radio wave, you hear the message clearly from a good transmitter, transmission, but by the time it gets all garbled, it turns into something that fits the reference point. Yeah. Seeing that, that's why all the messages we share are over everyone's head. Because I'm fucking tired of talking to people about mine, bigger mind. I'm talking to mind about people. <laughs> That's how it works. Because it goes nowhere making sure people get a clear understanding about mine. It goes fucking nowhere. I just I don't want to have any understanding. Just go to mine and when mine realizes, wait, it may not be that <laughs> go so much farther in trying to convince you and I. Because what can be convinced here can be unconvinced. What can be committed can be uncommitted. You can't escape the, the two-sided coin of this, of this place. The currency of this place, no matter how many times you cut that coin, there's going to be two sides. It's a dualistic event here. That's, how the, that's like the, the riverbed of the, dream, of the stream, the streaming of dreaming. The riverbed that's being dreamt also is yes, no, I know, this, that, da, 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 da. Yes. If you look at it from this point, switch it, switch it. So you can be thoroughly convinced, and five minutes later, you're unconvinced. <laughs> you can swear up and down on 20 stacks of Bible. I'm never going to do that. An hour later, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but being convinced to believe with certainty it cannot be it cannot be captured by the mental state 
let it in. Don't put, don't let the periods be put in after the sentence. Just let the sentence like be like a water fountain and see how much it gives you when you hear the seeker is the sword or what's looking is what you're looking for. Or you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Don't let the period, don't let it be stopped. Oh, I know that. Just have that door after the A of Buddha open and see what comes through. Or what, what happens is we'll tease it out of you. Because you are, you have all the knowledge of the world, and yet there's not one, one, one twentieth of an ounce of weight in it. It's all empty and nothing. Yeah? We're like the greatest, vastest, vastest storehouse of information, and really the highest form of information is space, nothing. Yes, everything comes from there, goes back into it. You'll know what you'll need to know when you need to know it. No storage, no claiming, no having, no capturing it in a box, none of that. Yeah? Your best function is to move with everything else that's moving in a way. All the nouns. See, the mental landscape has nouns and verbs. That's how the mental landscape. It's got a little, it's got a, like a little, you know, like those railroads when you're kids, the train sets, you'd have a little town and hills and everything like that. Well, the little mental train set, which is only two directions, backward and forward, that's <laughs> the future, right? And its scenery is all nouns and verbs. So it's me doing something or you doing something. But it's not, we don't see that the seer and the scene and the scene are the same event. We think there's a seer and there's a scene and then there's this act that one of us is doing. The seer is doing the scene and there's the scene that's being seen. Now, the funny thing is that scene can be a seer in another event, yeah? So you see there's no... There's no... There's no, like... There's a, it's, like, it's like three steps of a dance that's a marathon. You know what I mean? It doesn't stop, it just keeps going. Seer, seeing, seeing, seer, seer. On and on and on. You can't, there's no beginning, no end. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And on. Yet it never disturbs the space that it's appearing in. Yeah. Why not rest a little with that possibility? So if you explore this, to me I like the word entertaining, because it's not thinking, it's not concentrating, it's just like, uh, you know, just chilling out. You just let it in and then see, there's no nouns or paragraphs or set periods, it's just, it's just, it's almost like uh, wind expressing itself to something, and then it gets translated into something else, you know, a message, not, and just, it's like, or sitting in a big room and then just looking out the doorway, you're not looking for anyone, you're just gazing and then see what happens, yeah, yeah. And you'll recognize that in this little translation of what's happening here, that which comes after implies it's before. That's what happens. The mental state, the process of selfing, which comes after consciousness, is constantly implying it's before. Yeah. 
So when action occurs, then the thought that you did the action comes after it, but now that thought implies it was before the action. Yeah. So in a weird way, it's like the first shall be last and the last shall be first. It's a weird thing. The first shall be last. The mental state will frog leap over it and say, I'm the one who's doing something. And then, the, then here, then its whole narration is based on this little false uh, position. And that's what's why it's so confusing. Because if you come before something and you're like the doer of it, you would think it would listen to you. You know, just like people get frustrated with their kids. They think they're my kids. They came from my loins and my wife's. But the fuck, why the fuck aren't they listening to me? I'm paying for everything, feeding them. They don't seem to give a shit. It's very frustrating, confusing, because there's an assumption that's seen as solid, and it's an assumption. Yeah? So the, pe- the, the idea of being a thinker implies that you should have some say over the thoughts. Yeah? But you can't call off the dogs, can you? I mean, if you have the biggest event in your life the next day, and you go, please, can you stop thinking by 10? I need a really good night's sleep. I'm getting married tomorrow. I'm considering, should I, shouldn't I do? So, and then maybe start up at 8. You know, give me like 10 hours, really. I need rest. But, you know, you'll be up at 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning. It's never, and then it never ends, does it? You never think enough about anything. <laughs> it just will keep on keeping on. It will add shit onto shit that. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know that thing 20 years ago? Oh, yes, yes. Are we going to go over that again? Yes. I think things could have been different if you wouldn't have turned left. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you wouldn't have get hit by the car, but I did get hit by the car. Well, you wouldn't have, but I did. You're not, you're, all your yapping isn't changing the seeming fact that I got run over. Well, I really believe it's... You know, it doesn't... You can't call them off, can you? You can't drink them away. You can't shoot them away. I mean, you would think you could kill them. I mean, I overdosed a number of times, and it was so fucking pissed. I was so pissed off when I came to <laughs> the thought system. It just fucking, it was like, like an all-terrain vehicle. <laughs> you could drive it off a cliff, and it would keep driving. <laughs> Kicked right back on, and it, it took it right from there. Oh, so you fucking... <laughs> I'd be so angry. I can't kill this fucking thing. I'm, I'm, I want to kill this. I'm willing to. Bam! Fucking come back. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he didn't have a dent in it. And I remember I got ran over by the car and I'd been in a coma or something. And I started calling too. And I was in this hospital bed and I got this real feeling that my light, the energy, was almost out. You know, it was like a tiny little flicker in the, in the flame, you know, your en- physical energy. And then I felt, uh, yeah, that was there. And then the head, the mental state was hovering above me, yeah, just observing and narrating. It didn't want to even be in the body because the body was so fucked. So, but it's still yapping. <laughs> yapping about it. 
You know what I mean? And I said, Jesus Christ, I'm almost out. And it's like the, the energy, what is that, the energizing buddy? You know, it's just like fucking got some ever-ready batteries. It's a pizza and keep it on. I said, Jesus Christ. So, thoughts are not yours, bro. No court in the land will tattoo you for these thoughts yet. But if you let them compel an action, there will be consequences here. And some of those tattoos, though not permanent, they can't be, will seem to be pretty long-lasting. And it will give more credence to the idea that you're a body. Yes. So that which isn't real will keep trying to imply it's real by producing effects. Yeah. Consequences, shit like that. Do you think you can compel a thought? No. Right. No. It just happens. Shit happens here, as they say. Well, yeah, thoughts happen. Well, and actions. Hmm? Getting run over by a car. Actions, yes. Seemingly. suffering is when you believe you're the one that something's happened to. Pain is an event. You're going to sense it here. But the suffering is a different beast because there's a belief that it should be different. And it's persistent. You really think you should have been run over. And it really holds on to. So it resists. And in that resistance, there's way more suffering. There's a deep entitlement in the mental state. It really thinks it has something coming for it. You know, it deserves something. (laughs) It does. And and then in comparison, it gets super angry. Like if something happened to me and didn't happen to you. You know, or... Yes, it's, it's a very... It's like a tyrant with no power. It's like the mouse that roared and no one hears it. It's very fucking pissed off. You know, it wants to, it wants to have influence and, and power. It does. So it has to work endlessly to convince me and you, to convince what we are, to give it the power it wants. Yeah. It wants to play God, even if it's in this little amphitheater, this individual little event, yeah. He just wants to play God. That's what I saw with recovery. The, the most active part of alcoholism now is managing and control. The thought system is attempting to manage and control all day. It believes it's a GPS, GPS and it wants to give directions. It will, will not accept it's failed. It won't. It will fucking... It will blame everyone when it doesn't get you to L.A. <laughs> everyone else. It will just, and for some reason, we keep resubscribing to it, I guess. I don't know why, because we think it's us, in a sense. You know, do, I didn't really believe that nothing happened, but the act of identification, seemingly, is, a, is, it, is really the rub. It's a verb. It's an activity called the act of being identified as a self. There's no self to be identified, so the whole thing's a verb, right? There's not verb, act of being identified with the noun self. There isn't. It's just a verb. 
The verb implies a noun, but it's just a verb. So it's the act of being identified as the self. That being in seemingly in place lends its distortion all the way down the line. I, I find that's probably, you could say, at the first or the last knot. You know, if you could see that, which you have the ability, obviously, because you are seeing. Uh, we'll just find out, you know. For me, it became the last answer. Hasn't I haven't had a new one for many, many years? So, and that's really incredible for, for our last answer. Yeah, something that actually works, that produces the goods. And part of it, what it produces is you don't you're not looking for any other answer. It takes it releases it releases you from the need to be liberated. It releases you from the need to find answers. Yes. To me, that's a great answer. <laughs> that's a, what an incredible answer that it would relieve you of any desire or drive to have any or to learn or know any other answers. Yeah, because it, it, the topic it's it's involved with is not a doing or having; it's a being. Yeah, it hits the mark, so you're onto something. And then there's a different flavor of knowing and doing and being. It has a different sense. Even as this action figure, there's a different sense to it. Some of its qualities and translation for me are it's a very inclusive. It's win-win things. Uh, maybe things, not everything gets better, but the acceptance of things as they are becomes the norm. Yes? You're quickly to respond to what is, and very, very in a deep hesitation to react to what's not happening. You're, you've, you've been gifted that, yes? There's just a, a real space between the shit. And if something comes up to the surface and acts out inappropriately, you make amends for it. There's no need, there's no idea that it was you. Yeah, sort of like your dog shit in the neighbor's lawn. They call you up and say, hey, your dog shit in the neighbor's lawn. I'm, all right, I'll go and clean it up, but I'm not embarrassed because I'm not the dog, you know? I didn't, I didn't shit on the neighbor's lawn, you know? It's, my, it's supposedly my dog, so I'm going to clean it up, but I'm not going to be, oh, why did I do that? You know, I just make amends, all right? This action thing has lots of blind spots, but the idea of this being the urban renewal project forever is done. Yeah. <clears throat> and all that intention and interest to try to better that which can get better, but can get worse, yeah, was dismissed. And now that interest and attention is just like, <clears throat> like a hovering in space in a way. It's a whole different feeling. You sense... Like, it's not, it's not directed or focused or put to a chore. It has its chores, you know, during the day. But the basic, <coughs> the interest attention is just resting in itself now. It's not constantly being sent on a mission. Yes? It's just sort of... And then you can enjoy peace of mind now. Yeah. You'll feel a new power flow in, as it says in recovery. You'll sense the conscious presence. All that will become aspects of what, how it can appear here. 
when something gets shifted, yes, from perhaps there's a better way trusting something infinite rather than finite self. And how you stop trusting finite self is not as a finite self. It's by seeing you're not a finite self. That's how the stop, the trusting stops. You are not going to stop trusting a finite self as a finite self. You have to see you're not a finite self. You don't have to, but the seeing of you're not a finite self is when the trust gets shifted. Yes? And you'll know when you're on something that's reliable because you'll sense, you'll sense it. And then a lot of your uh, <coughs> live wires will be chilled out because now you're in good hands, so to speak, as the action figure. Yeah? And where do you really want an answer but here where there can seem to be a lot of questions? Yeah? In what we are, there's, there's no pursuit of what it is, but here where we seem not to be in touch with it, it's a damn good idea to start entertaining in questioning that which seems not to be in touch with it. And maybe by realizing you are not that, you won't be in touch with it, you'll be it. Yes? Totally a much different ballgame and much more reliable. Because the being isn't based on conditions. There's no middleman anymore. You're not, it's, you're, you're knowing it when you're doing this. No. In knowing that's all, you have a huge role in it. But being it, you're dismissed. Yeah? You're it. Yeah? Totally a different uh, beast. Totally. So, yes. Any questions today? No.